thanks for taking the time to do this. It's something I really, really appreciate. How, how's your day going so far? Because obviously we've got a time difference. Yeah, day's going uh, pretty good. Um, it's three o'clock here in the afternoon, so I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got some nice weather, so we'll probably do some stuff outside when we're done. Oh, awesome. It's always kind of nice, right? Because ultimately the album is out now, April 1st. So that period oh, yeah. is done. You can kind of, that's in the rearview mirror. And I guess now it's, I don't say it's more relaxing period of time because ultimately you still got to promote, you still got to do your press stuff and you got to do all of that. But is it a lot, is it a weight off the mind? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's awesome. Cause you know, we, we, uh, you know, recorded and wrote the album a while ago. So it's like, now when we tell people, oh, the album's out, you can check it out. It's everywhere right now. We've got the videos out. So it's just cool. And now it's, you know, we're starting to think about, all right, what's, what's next, you know, that's it. Uh, we already got a bunch more tunes. So I'd be very surprised if you didn't. I don't think I've ever spoken to any musical artist from any band who isn't currently promoting something, but also trying carefully to not to talk about what comes next. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. <laughs> so the album, you can't, can't give all the info right away, you know, well, no, I mean, otherwise, what would be the otherwise, what would be the point of coming back in two years' time to talk about that one? Right, right. So, yeah, of course, the album "Sympathy for the Ignorant" out now. If you don't mind me saying it up front, blast of old school thrash heaviness that will make you gird, grit your teeth, and go searching for that bullet belt you once wore. That's sort of the words we wrote in our review. We loved it. How have oh, you found? So no, no, no worries. Absolutely, do love it. Absolutely. But what about the overall reaction? Uh, that you found now the dust is sort of beginning to settle and i'm talking about sort of when you go scouring the facebooks the youtube comments and all of that what have you sort of found oh uh, everyone seems to love it and it's great it's like the best feeling in the world you know honestly um and it's uh it's so cool that this is actually like a thing and happening you know we've been all of us in the band have wanted to do this you know our whole lives so mm -hmm. to actually have an opportunity to do it and have people to say, you know, we love the record. We, you know, love the band. It, it makes, makes me feel awesome and great and very grateful too. So, you know, thank you to everyone that's checked it out and liked it and took the time to say it's, it's good or bad or whatever, you know, it's all good. We, we all appreciate it and thank you so much. And yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> have you, have you come across much in a way of criticism and uh, anything that you particularly pulled out of that, that you quite enjoy that person's view? Uh, not not really in particular, but I'm sure, I mean, haters are going to hate, so it is what it is, you know, <laughs> but it's been mostly just just good reviews and it's it's awesome. Have you noticed uh, uh, an increase in sort of attention since obviously the signing to the label, releasing the album underneath the label? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I work at a uh, venue, a local venue here as a front of house audio engineer mm -hmm. and uh yeah, I'll, I'll be at work doing my thing and he'll be like, hey, you're uh, you're the Misfire guy, right? And it's like, yeah, it's me. I play bass. What's up? You know, so it's it's super cool. Now it's it's not just like, you know, our friends and, and family that we've been telling, hey, check out my band, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, random people that have been, you know, I'll be like I said, I'll be working or I'll be on stage and changing out mics on a drum kit or whatever. And I'll be, you know, hearing people yell from the uh, crowd, misfire or whatever. So it's, it's super awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool as well. And obviously it's been a difficult road to even get to this debut album. Two EPs, 2019, 2020, and bam, pandemic. 
and the music yeah, industry right. grinds to a halt. <laughs> it really did. Like, um, so talk to us about Misfire's experience over the last few years and the effect the pandemic not only had on you, but this album and the, the process with moving forward. Right. So like we were just starting to get the thing, you know, the band going and everything. You know, we did the the EP, you know, jamming and writing the early tunes. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you can't do anything, can't go anywhere. So it's like, well, all right, we still jammed. I mean, they should they shut everything down. So it's like, yeah, you can't leave, you can't hang out with your friends. We're like, yeah, fuck that. Uh come over and jam. Uh so we just jammed like constantly throughout that whole quarantine and just you know, tightened up the screws on on the the earlier you know the songs that we had at the time, and wrote some new ones too for the album. So we just kept kept the machine going um, because it's rock and roll. So and uh, so go, go ahead. Go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then you know we got signed, and it's uh, you know great great greatest feeling in the world, but we still can't couldn't really do stuff because nothing was happening. So. Um, you know, shows shows are starting to, you know, they're coming back now. Uh, we've just had actually a few sold out shows at our venue, which is super awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're just basically we spent a lot of the COVID time prepping for tour and the green light to go. Or right, you could go out there and, and play, you know, instead of like, I mean, we did some some shows, too, but it was like real small scale stuff. And we just recently started doing house parties, too. <laughs> <laughs> And those are a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it's incredible because ultimately there were so many stop starts and what started off as, oh, in six months time, everything will be okay to two years down the line and everything still isn't really okay in the same uh, as it was. But your your work as a, I mean, you got doubly hit then because obviously Misfire can't really move forward, but also the music industry went ground a halt. So your, your, your music engineer, your day job, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, did you manage to stay positive? Yeah, I, I actually used to do a, a different, I was a carpenter for about half that COVID time. And then I, I quit that job and um, started working at the venue. So it was like, yeah, we went from having a bunch of shows to like a couple shows, you know. Um, but I always just, you know, I was like, well, I got the band and, you know. The government gave like certain you know assistance with with stuff so i was like well you know i'll be all right so yep. we just it's like i might as well jam and write some tunes about what's going on and you know try i try to be pretty positive about everything but you know yeah that's pass on keeping on <laughs> yeah it's great to hear because it is it was such a difficult period and you know we always try to talk to everyone uh we speak to at the moment about the past years sort of see how different people are particularly what might have helped uh, the individuals, the bands kind of get through that period. Now, I don't want to preempt your answer, but it feels like well, the kind of thing that helped you guys get through that period is the jamming, the hanging out and just playing together constantly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about like hanging out and vibes and playing music with your bros, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's why that's why this is like the best, the best like job or whatever. You know, most of the time doesn't feel like we're even when I'm working uh, at, at, you know, at my day job at the venue, it's like, you know, I get I get paid to watch shows and, you know, I just jamming with my bros is what I've always wanted to do. I did that in high school. Definitely not going to stop. And it, it, for me, I look forward to that, too. If I have like a, a shitty day or whatever, it's like, you know, if I know we're going to be jamming later on, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. We're going to jam. It'll be fun. Drink some beer, smoke some weed, you know, whatever. 
So you still very much got that down to earth uh, aspect to your personality, clear, clearly what you're describing. Do you, do you ever envision a rock star moment, as it were? Do you know who I am sort of thing? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I definitely like try to keep myself in check um, because at the end of the day, like I'm just, I'm very grateful with everything that's happening. And, and I see this as, as a blessing, no matter what comes of it. It's just to have the opportunity to be able to do this, like to have this interview with you, man. It's like, you know, if you would have told a younger me, like, hey, you're going to be doing this. You're going to have to schedule interviews. That would have been like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. But for it to actually be happening. So I just, I'm always very grateful to like, you know, everyone that likes our band and likes our music. And I don't want anyone to meet me and be like, man, that guy was a dick. Oh, fair. After working at a venue, it's like, I've met some of those guys that are dicks and it's like, man, I really liked your band and I had a good vibe. And now it's like, after me, you're kind of an asshole. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. It just, we kind of, it doesn't ruin it, but it's just like, I, I remember that. I just want people to like, when they meet me be like, oh, yeah, he's bass player, misfire. He's cool. Yeah. No, that's I'm cool. Just, that's I'm cool. just a dude. Corny <laughs> cliche in regards to sympathy for the ignorant. It is no nonsense and that is reflected in a lot of the content tracks like war of mine no off no offense and he said she said when it comes to inspiration was it simply a matter of effectively looking out the window and seeing the state of things or did you kind of dig inside yourself uh it's a little bit of both mm. a little bit of both so um you know we all contribute like riffs and and you know ideas and words and, and everything and arrangements um, but yeah, it was definitely some of the songs were a vision or, uh, you know, looking at the world, like fractured was not necessarily written about the particular, like the, the pandemic itself and all that, but that was just like an idea that we, you know, it's a common idea throughout human history. Unfortunately, you know, um, that was just something we could write about some of the other songs like war of mind comes from more of like a, a personal uh place you know um but yeah it's kind of we just kind of write what what we see what we feel and um you know we we try to put like uh like thought in, in our lyrics to where it's not like a simple like uh you know just nonsense we want the mm -hmm. lyrics to mean something to go with the music because you know the music means something separate than the lyrics you know both of them together make it the final piece so yeah we you know we did a little bit of everything a little bit of what we're feeling what we're seeing and uh you know that's that's what you get with the tunes and are you are you i guess hoping to trigger an emotional response from anyone that listens regardless if it necessarily tallies up and marries up to what you thought when you wrote it oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah the songs are totally up for inter interpretation i mean we you, we could see the same word and interpret it different ways so you know it's just kind of like planting planting the idea the seed and then where you go from there is wherever you want to go from there um you talked previously about when you were younger um in school and stuff like that now obviously it's no secret uh, and i think it's something you, that is worth well knowing about misfires you guys or two of you guys particularly played in the band beforehand and that while you're a bass player you also play you're multifaceted you've got play a number of instruments correct yeah. Mm -hmm. How much of that past influence seeps its way in the misfire, or would you do you see it as a completely different entity? Uh, I see the band as a 
its own thing separate than like you know the other projects I've had hmm. um but I definitely so when when you know we were started the misfire thing all, all my previous projects I was the the main uh singer songwriter you know I could because I could play most instruments it'd be like this is the idea but basically have like like a bare bones of like a tune <clears throat> excuse me and um so with this project I'd actually like like step step back and be like all right what's you know what's best for the song um instead of like what I want to do and I started off as a guitar player and then I switched to bass because I had a bass and we need a bass player and it's like what are we gonna do well I'll play bass because I got one right so, <laughs> and then after that we got JR and it's like oh now we don't need a guitar player it's like oh but I'm glad everything worked out the way it did. It's just kind of funny that, you know, scenario, you know, that, that path. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I, you know, we'll I'll play guitar. I'll come up with some riffs. I can play, play some drums too. I, I definitely approach, I personally approach songwriting from, uh, from uh, the view of like what's best for the song versus my ego. And I think being able to play multiple instruments definitely helps because I could get like a, a bigger picture of, of the the song versus just my perspective of my single instrument jim our uh, drummer also fucking plays guitar you can play bass amazing drummer jake yeah we all all of us could play multiple instruments so it's it's very easy you know we got guitars all over the place so it's just you know someone pick up a guitar i'll pick up the other guitar or drums and next thing you know we got a song <laughs> You guys are probably the most uh, democratic sounding band I've ever spoken to in regards to the multiple instruments and how you're sharing ideas and things like that. Is it is it as free flowing as it sounds? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, sometimes we'll one of us will be like, oh, I can't come up with a riff. But I mean, it's it because we, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about jamming. So there's, mm. there's not really a lot of pressure. And we don't set it up like that where we get together for okay let's do let's do a writing day where we have to come up with five songs today it's more like let's just let's jam and oh you have a cool riff cool let's let's record that <laughs> you know oh let's work on that you know so it that's and that's honestly how it happens i mean there are some times where one of us will have more of a complete not a complete but a uh more or less like that, like the, uh, the, the bones of it, the bare bones of it. But we all, you know, want to make mm -hmm. the right for the song. So if that means, you know, the, this riff only happens twice instead of four times. So it, we try to keep it very dem uh, dem uh, democratic and it's worked out so far, so. Considering the, say, a very relaxed attitude to it, the lack of pressure and stuff like that, was there, did you not even feel any kind of pressure when it came to building and creating and working and leading up towards the release of the album? Um, I mean, honestly, not really, because we, we self-released uh, the, the album in May. Yeah. And, and then we got signed. So they're like, you got to take that down. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really feel like pressure because it was kind of, it was kind of done already, yeah. you know. And it's like, all right, well, we we have the song now. The funny thing is now, after playing them for, for longer, it's like, oh, I, I could have done this riff differently. That sounds cooler. So, but I, you know, that's how it goes, right? It's once you finish recording something, you're like, oh wait, I could have. The drive home, like, man, I could have done this. 
but then when you listen back like six months later you're like oh it's badass the way it was so it was it was meant to be i guess <laughs> i'm glad you brought it up because earlier on i was baffled and confused over one particular thing i'd found which hadn't been mentioned in press releases or anything like that which of course was the fact that i was like wait a minute it came out in May 2021. That can't be right. Looking around, just can't find any other proof of it. And I'm thinking, I won't mention it, but if he brings it yeah. up, it'll confirm what I was wondering. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention it or not, but... Well, it's out there. Yeah, you can it's find out there it. now. So, it, I mean, yeah, there's evidence of it somewhere, so... It, it, it's actually really obvious evidence as well. It would a specific aggregate website, which will tell you exactly when that album came out. So that's where I'd found it. Um, that in mind then... Uh, this, the, the, the re-release of it, the release of it now in April uh, 2022, has that refreshed it in your mind? Because when you've had these tracks for such a long time and, um, you know, released last year and then back to now, does it feel fresh again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, be, because of the fact, like, we could talk about it and be like, hey, check out the album. It's, you know, you could, the whole thing is here. Our videos, like, everything is is finally out. So that's why it's, you know, we don't have to like go go about it like, oh yeah, I gotta check out my band. Oh, I I'll, I'll send you a, mm. a track or something. You know, now it's just like everyone you could listen to it on whatever you want to listen to 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 music on. You know, and it's, so it's it's still it's you know it's it probably made it you know refreshed it a little bit because it's there's no pressure of like we have to keep stuff secret and this and that and it's just out and it's 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 great. No, it's uh, good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Um, Misfire, like sound-wise, kind of drawing proudly from the heyday of Thrash's past, but it's something that's not stuck there. Are you conscious of genre pigeonholing, that the, the genre pigeonholing that happens? And do you kind of care or do you not care if you're kind of labeled as a Thrash throwback? Well, I mean, we definitely, definitely know, you know, that we have our, that kind of old school thrash sound and, and because that's the music we love. So, but, you know, we also love different kinds of music too. And we, you know, sometimes we'll throw a little bit of like uh, like death metal vibes in, into our tunes. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, I, when, we, when we are writing songs and just jamming, you know, they, like I said, they come from an organic place. So there's, I don't think there's much thought into like, well, we have to follow this formula because we're this kind of band. Because like, you know, if we could write a better song, that's not a simple AB thrash song or whatever, like I'd rather have the better sounding song, you know? And and again, like we have very big, uh, you know, a vast difference of, uh, of uh, musical influences here. So, you know, I, I love like, classic rock and blues and progressive metal and progressive classic rock plus the thrash stuff plus acdc you know it's like a little bit of everything so when you know when we you know like i said when we when we write a song it's not really like a i don't think like feeling pressure like we have to write this this certain kind of thing because this is what we are i think uh people want to hear good music and 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 you know grow with the band and you know i wouldn't necessarily want to hear like the same album over and over and over again because it's kind of like well like do something a little bit different you know still stay true to who, who you are but you know definitely grow as an artist and that's what we plan on doing as a band growing you know as songwriters musicians of course 
what's the, if if you if you're not thinking that if that's not your outlook um probably shouldn't be doing it right yeah right i think it's just a it's just a music thing we love nothing more than to go what do you sound like and what label can i attach to it yeah right the studio experience in particular the sound you were going for on this album um how important was it for you to get that live sound that is effectively going to be similar to here's what it sounds like on record hey it also sounds exactly like this on the stage yeah well i mean so because we recorded it here at our studio mm. i was like well i'm gonna kind of be the boss and be like all right so i'm not so like the drums that's where we started with and i kept telling you know jimmy like you know just give me give me the best the best take you do you could do we all tracked it together without a click track and it was just like a you know count it off go for it and next thing you know it only took a couple takes to get everything like you know synced up and then we went back and replaced our uh or not replaced but did our final uh guitar and bass tracks and stuff but it was definitely uh you know we want to capture how we sound like jamming as if you're in the room, which is how we want to sound, you know, when you see us live. The only difference is live, it'll be through a big PA and you'll be able to feel the kick drums and the bass and everything, you know, it's not as loud in the, the rehearsal spot, but, you know, that's that's what we wanted to go for because those are the the albums and the sounds that, that I love that have like real instruments, you know, a real drummer hitting a real drum. They had to be tuned, you know, same thing with, with guitar and bass. Um, because and and another thing is like because I work live live audio like I see a lot of these bands show up with like laptops and tracks and like there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want that for my band. So I was like, you know, we're gonna use two amps. I have uh, Marshall and we used uh, Jay's amp. I forgot what kind he's got, but yeah, just real amps, real players, no click tracks didn't go back and replace a whole bunch of stuff because you know what what you what you're hearing is what you would hear is if you just showed up and watched us jam which is you know the sound that we want to go for and was was and was what I was going for too as the, the you know the engineer guy so it comes through it does come through we have to kind of check the print and go wait this isn't a live recording in in in, in a live album recording yeah <laughs> So, I mean, it seems like you guys, at least it's talking to you, you guys have a lot of fun in Misfire, but I want to pick your brains about the not so fun aspect that comes with being in a band these days. It doesn't matter what the band is, what genre you play, social media management, the slow and long build to release day, statistics studying, press. Are these aspects you're finding yourself enjoying a bit more now? Or is it something as a group you try and steer, particularly social media, I think, steer away from? No, we we run all of our own social medias and all that stuff. And that is a whole lot of work. <laughs> and it, yeah, you're right. Talking about the not so fun stuff. But it's it's still cool because that's how we, you know, connect with people and stuff. So, you know, it just it comes with it being at the at this level. So it's it's cool. It's a it's a good problem to have for sure. And then with the interviews, it's just that that's just it's cool so cool <laughs> so 
I don't so definitely awesome. I don't mind it, but these are more fun than like doing the Facebook and all that. But do you, we still do, do it. We all do it ourselves. Do you find uh, the, the 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 social media management um, interaction thing um, quite useful to interact with? The fan base compared to obviously what would normally be the face-to-face interactions at a gig that has been very limited yeah i mean uh james does more of our social media stuff like i know we have the business manager app or whatever but i i don't know how that works <laughs> <laughs> i think i was the one that like set it up but that's as much as i did you know i just play bass dude and just want to play bass but it because we can't have that as much uh, face-to-face interaction too. I mean, it, it's something we got to do and we don't, you know, it is what it is. It is. It is exactly what it is. And you <laughs> said you don't have much of a choice these days. You kind of have to do something. Is the goal now for you guys, considering the state of pretty much the world as it is now in 2022 and making plans is incredibly difficult. Festivals, all holdovers from year or two years previously is the goal just to try and get out as much as you can and play. Yeah, absolutely. We want to get out like now. <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they said uh, you could leave tomorrow, we'd probably be like, all right, cool. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit stir crazy. Inside, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Going a bit stir crazy now inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, at least the first album's out and done. So now we could get occupied with doing album two in the meantime but yeah we definitely want to get out on tour well without going into too much detail because of course i know you can't and you shouldn't anyway but like uh, is that kind of really what you can't you guys are currently kind of working on just writing songs and music for what will come next yeah basically apart from just you know jamming the tunes to stay fresh on them yeah um yeah because like i know i don't like being stuck at home with nothing to do so (laughs) i figure might as well like just you know there's no harm in coming up with riffs yeah we we have you know a couple two tree songs like new new ones you know so if we have you know it's always it's always better to have more songs than not enough so when it comes time to actually picking what we're doing for the next album could always pick from that one but we don't you know there's going to be like a they're going to be it's good enough to get to that level of course it makes sense. You'd rather be able to pick from a pool of a hundred rather than a pool of right. ten, right? Because then at that point, it's like all ten of them are going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be like, "Damn, we got to come up with some more." <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question for you then, and it's really just a general one. Being uh, a band that plays thrash music, amongst much, much more, do check out the album. You'll get an idea of what we're talking about here. But focusing on that specifically, Thrash has had its ups and downs, it's had its peaks and valleys, but it is stayed pretty timeless. As a fan yourself, what do you think has made Thrash timeless? I think, well, so for me personally, um, it's like all about the vibes and, and the atmosphere. Like we um, we had uh, Municipal Waste come through and like the energy in that room for their show was insane yeah and 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 it's not just them like i could hear like toxic holocaust i've been listening to chemistry of consciousness a lot lately like i'll put on that album and it's i get this feeling of like i don't know i just want to get like moving i get excited not like i want to like break shit but (laughs) excited like honestly just talking about right now 
I'm getting excited. I'm probably going to listen to Toxic All the Gospel. We're done. But um, yeah, I think I think that's why because it, it's it's ability to like just make a person feel like that kind of ex excitement because it's very exciting. You know, it's like you know fast riffs, you know high energy, you know crazy vocals. It's it's chaotic and crazy, but exciting and fun. And I, I think that's why. And um, yeah, that's why I think it's going to keep on being timeless. You know, that is true. There are a lot of lot of great young bands like yourselves and so on that are doing this kind of music and changing and adapting and progressing it too as the giants of the scene slowly step aside or close down and stuff like that. Like the Slayer, of course, gone and stuff like that. So it's it's always exciting, as you said. Yeah, it's a good time to be in a thrash band. Yeah, hopefully, yes, absolutely. All I, right. wish you, I wish you all the success with this album release. Thank you for doing this. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?